Hello and welcome to the Pompey Politics Podcast. Blue and yellow till we die. I'm Ian Tiny Morris. And I'm Simon Sand. And today we have no special guests other than the spirit of hope and unity. As this will be the third time Simon and I have attempted to discuss the infamous Brexit. Yes, we have... Well, to be fair, we've discussed it many times. Episode 0.1. In the depths of my hard drive, there's an hour and a half long conversation that Ian and I had one day where we went, basically, tangentially tried to to tackle the, the Brexit situation. So, we've come up with a way to try and have this conversation in a way that's worth you listening to, other than just two guys trying to score points at each other, because you deserve better than that. You do. Loyal listener, we have agreed to put aside our differences and try to help navigate you through this maze of what happens next. So in that spirit, we are looking forward, not back. No. We're not assigning any blame as to who caused this mess, but we are stood here where we are today and we're looking at the future and saying, well, where's this all going to lead? What do you got, Simon? We've listed out potential outcomes to the Brexit situation and what could lead to them, and we've grouped them into into sections. And what we're going to do is each of us, in turn, are going to say for each each potential outcome whether we're go- we're going to grade that as to whether we feel that is definitely going to happen, whether it's probable, whether it's possible, improbable, or impossible. Yep. And then we're going to give a short, uninterrupted mm-hmm. summary of why we feel that's the case. So the uninterrupted bit might be difficult for both of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, knock knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. Interrupting. Moo. Cow. <laughs> oh God. You see the level we're working at here. Right, your first block. Okay, so it is is the dream I dream we are leaving by the thirty first of October. Block one, we leave um, on the thirty first of October. So that splits into a couple of different options as to in what way we leave. In one. In one. So in one, we have that we leave without a deal on October the thirty first. Mm. Now, I think that as I, I'll go first, as we agreed, I think that is possible. Because I think we've now got a cabinet and a prime minister that are just about mad enough to do that. I still don't think it's what anybody wants, but I think they're, it's the key posturing tool that they're going to use to try and get a different deal with the EU. We'll come on to that in a minute. So I've got that one down as a possible. I've put that down as improbable. Yeah. Because I believe that Parliament will stop no deal. And although the PM could try to prorogue Parliament, which I suspect would also fail, um, so that's actually effectively suspending Parliament to stop them actually debating and, and stopping no deal. Um, an interesting thought that occurs to me is that um, if he actually called a general election a couple of weeks before the end of October, mm. Parliament is actually then disbanded yep. in order to basically go to the country and, and campaign and then there's no opportunity for anybody to stop so although i don't think it's impossible I, I do think that it's improbable that it will actually happen so he could propose a vote of no confidence in himself a couple of weeks before the 31st if that then passes parliament's dissolved and he gets his no deal brexit so um no so in the fixed term Parliament Act, there's a couple of different ways in which a general election is called. So here we are. We've we've so we're we're pausing our list for a second just to, just to answer a question. Um, 
So in the Fixed Term Parliament Act, if um, basically a general election can be called out of sequence, that is basically described in the Act, sorry, if two-thirds of MPs vote in order to agree to hold a general election and therefore um, Parliament is disbanded and then basically there's a general election called. Excellent. That's one way to actually um, achieve a general election. Another way to achieve a general election is for the uh, leader of the opposition to raise a motion of no confidence and for that motion of no confidence to be successful. So he's got to raise it. Mm. So the motion of no confidence is wording to the effect of um, this House does not have confidence in Her Majesty's Government. Yep. Um, and if the House so agrees with that motion, um, then, uh, then we go to kind of the next bit. So the next bit is that um, it gives... It gives parties 14 days for someone to secure the confidence of the House. Oh. Right? Yep. So that may be, that could be the existing leader of the Conservative Party, that could be somebody else, or that could be another party. Mm. Right? What? So, and if they can't do that, then we start the countdown clock to basically have a general election. So it's a little bit messy, but yeah, that's yep, that's that's, that's the way how that works. That's the way it could happen. So uh, so that was that was option one, option two. So leave, so again, these are all the options that we actually get to leave on October thirty first, yep. so that we leave with Theresa May's withdrawal agreement. Ah, as we've spoken about before, the EU and Theresa May's withdrawal agreement. I've got that down as impossible. It's uh, it can't. You've been to the well four times, three times, four times, however many times. No one is voting for the Northern Ireland backstop. It just ain't happening. That's an impossible for me. Okay, um, I've put that down as um, as improbable. I wouldn't kind of mark these things as impossible because Boris Johnson is that unpredictable that you never know what he might try. So, but, the interesting thing with that there, and I'm not interrupting you here, other than just discussing, you've got the same level of probability as a no deal. So assuming it could even be discussed... In order for that withdrawal agreement to pass, it would need to satisfy enough people, enough MPs, that either the need for the backstop is removed, so there is a solution to the border in Ireland and Northern Ireland, um, which either is technical, which after three years we haven't been able to actually find, or is regulatory, which means that we align with the single market and the customs union, which actually effectively is what the backstop does. Either of those things the ERG are not going to be happy with. You either have to change the red lines or you have to find a solution to the backstop and you can't, neither, neither are coming. So I, I would say that's that's next to impossible, but... You've learned never to say never. I have learned not to predict reliably what Boris Johnson would do. <laughs> it's, it's for the best. <laughs> it probably is for the best. So option three is leave with some form of deal that Boris Johnson negotiates on the 31st of October. Now, I'm. it really depends for me... How mad does the EU think he is? And that's the piece where they've they've been saying no, nope, not no negotiation. No, no, we've called time. You can't have another pint. It's all over. But if he does look like he's going to drive the bus off the cliff and go no deal, might they come back to the table? I would have it as possible, but I think the issue that I've got with the any kind of deal now is that the tribalism within the House, I can't see a way that that's going to get anything. Uh, you, you can get a majority against everything, but you don't seem able to get a majority for anything. And I think any deal that Boris and his team would negotiate, the Lib Dems would vote against it because it's an exit deal. Labour would vote against it 
because it's Boris's deal. The SNP would vote against it because it's an exit deal. And the Conservatives in the DUP have got a majority of one. So it's only got to take for one real ultra-hardliner to decide it's just not Brexity enough. The motion falls. It's worth recording. So this is, an, this is an aside, sorry. Breaking our, we're breaking our rules thick and fast. But don't forget, Charlie Elf. I keep wanting to call him Michael Elphick, for those of you that remember the TV show. Oh, Boone. Yeah. I um, worked with his cousin. Well, there we go. Can't it's, even remember his name. It's a small world. It was somebody so, Elphick. So Charlie Elphick has, has had the Tory whip withdrawn because he's being um, investigated for misconduct, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. So, so although he isn't at the moment voting as a member of the Conservative and Unionist Party, I find it implausible that he would vote against the Conservative yeah. and Unionist Party. So although the party hasn't got... He's not going to vote against them. No. Right? No. So, but nonetheless, it only, takes a, it only takes a handful of brave Remain MPs in the Conservative Party to, um, to, to basically stop that happening. So it does come down to the maths. I've marked that as impossible yeah. because there is no time to negotiate a new deal. Yeah, you, you, you are, I, I, I think I'd agree with you. Uh, even if the EU, EU wanted to, I guess there's, there, there is no time unless, mm. unless an extension comes into play, but we'll cover that in a minute. Yes, so, uh, yeah, so there, um, and there's no, and, and as I said before, there isn't a deal to be had that satisfies the situation in Ireland, the border between Ireland and Northern Ireland, and satisfies the the red lines that the British, the, the United Kingdom government yep. um, instilled before. So one of those things has to change. The issue in Northern Ireland and Ireland can't because it's an open door into the into the customs union single market. And I think the the miscalculation that our government is making is that this is a game of poker and a brinksmanship thing. And I don't mean from a game point of view. I think it's a. I think from a point of view. I mean from a point of view of. We need to look a little bit crazy in order to make them blink. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I and I I think actually that's a miscalculation because actually time and time again what the EU have showed us what they've demonstrated to us is that, so the EU member states are a legal organisation and an entity and they're following they're following rules and processes they're they're not at liberty to hive off bits of it and that's the miscalculation we've made you can't divide the full freedoms you can't provide free and um, open access to the single market without being a member of the customs union and the single market. Are you in danger of looking back at this point? There's a little bit of looking back, no, don't, but... Don't look back in anger. Okay, so no, I, I just, I just, so I mean going, for, so from a going forward perspective, yep. I think it's a miscalculation to think that what we can do is, is present a face of, well, solid, we'll prepare for no deal. Um, and we'll, we'll do that, we'll use that as a thing. I think that's a miscalculation on our part because we will still be faced with the same legal entities that we are now. If we say we have to leave on the 31st and the EU Theresa May's deal we're concluding is a dead duck, or is a pretty dead duck, we're saying that Boris's deal that he hasn't had a chance to negotiate is a dead duck, then it really... It, it does come, to, it, to be fair, it does kind of come down to the binary brinkmanship of no deal or X. Yeah. And we're just about to, we're, we're nearly finishing the, the, the flavours of is, leave. Is there a final, is there a final so option? The, so there's a, there's a final leave flavour. Yep. And that would be to become a member of EFTA, um, but the signatory of the customs union in the single market. European Free Trade Agreement. Yeah. So like we were actually before we joined the EEC in 1973. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yes, with a but, which is that what I don't know is 
if you're part of the customs union and the European Free Trade Agreement, that would kill any potential for doing unilateral trade deals, I think. Yes, it would. Interesting, so the example, most of the members of EFTA are also members of the customs union in the single market. Yep. Switzerland isn't a member of both and has unilateral, sorry, bilateral trade deals with the EU to compensate. The ability to to try to, to strike trade deals would be, you, you wouldn't have to, the, if you signed up to the single market in the customs union, you, you're right, you, you would forego the ability to basically sign trade deals. And would you have to pay? Yes, you do have to pay. Sorry, which do, what, how did you classify this one? I haven't. Oh, okay. Because so, I'm, so, I'm asking oh, okay. No, 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 that's fine. that's fine. In a thoughtful uh, way, rather was, than no, just being shouted. No, that's, that's cool. Um, so, in, in, in some ways, you could argue that if what people were dissatisfied with about the EU was the, politi- were the, was the political institutions, um, and what they wanted was a trading relationship, then being a member of EFTA and a member of the Single Market and the Customs Union allows you to do that. Free movement of people. Um, so there are measures within the European Free Trade Agreement that allow you to put a break on actually um, a migration of people, and indeed the migration of people into this country, danger of kind of looking backwards, but we have options about how to control that, which we don't employ now, which other countries do. Okay. So that I see as improbable, because for me that is a... That is a Brexit light. Um, personally, I'm the, the bit I don't understand, which is why I wouldn't favour that, is I don't understand why to be part of a free trade agreement, you've got to pay to be part of it. That's the bit that I, I scratch my head on. I, I don't understand why Asda would charge me a tenner just to go through the door for me then to be able to buy from them. That, that's the bit that... That's the bit that for, for those of us that are perhaps more Eurosceptic, mm-hmm. that's the bit that looks like a con. I mean, it isn't a free trade deal, is it? So that's why the, those two things are they're, they're, they're different things. It is a, an association of, of membership. So, it's, so I've, I've given that a possible. So, in its, so I've given it some pros and cons thoughts. EFTA mm-hmm. with the customs union and the single market, and effectively you, you could also actually join EFTA without actually the single market and the customs union, but you'd have to join... EFTA and be maintain, maintain your membership of the single market and the customs union in order to solve the um, the Irish border issue. Yep. However, it would infuriate the ERG. We want to do trade deals with the rest of the world, kind of yep. spoke, which is what which is what you spoke to earlier on. It is an inferior arrangement to our current stand. Although it would prevent the issues that have been talked about about supply chains and trade within Europe, and would still give us access to the trade deals that the EU has got in um, in loads of countries across the world, we'd still be able to use those. And it does just mean leaving the political institutions. It means we're following those rules, but not having a say in how they're written. Yeah, and that's... That, so that's what, in that yeah. sense, although it is a bit of a political fudge from a point of view of it means leaving the political institutions, it actually means we, we have less of a say than we have now. And the issue, I think, with that one is that I can't see who's going to back it. It, it, the cons aren't going to back it because your ERGs are never going to go from it. Maybe some of your moderate cons might. Your Labour isn't going to back it because their biggest beef is about the instruments of worker protection and everything else. Does it give them that? I don't think it does. I, I can't. That for me is that's the that's you, the you whole can't see that's the, the whole meal porridge, isn't it? So I, I guess it would sustain you. 
but nobody really wants to eat it. So I wonder whether we'd end up falling to that option. It at least preserves our, our how basically from a day to day, how, how actually our yep. membership of the EU, actually how most people see it and how it impacts their lives. It maintains that, but means that we are no longer a member. Yep. So in that respect, and I'm sure some people would disagree, but I'm looking forward, not looking back. I'm really working hard not to not to talk about things that were said in 2016. Yep. It would mean leaving the political institutions. So we are leave, that would be leaving the EU. So it might be a situation of this is at least something that although nobody probably thinks is fantastic, at least everybody, well not everybody, but nearly everybody in Parliament could then say, it's a bit of what I wanted. So it might be a political compromise and like a lot of political yeah. compromises it's a fudge that actually pleases nobody but just doesn't piss off everybody. everybody could you look a brexiteer in the eye and say we have brexited if we took that as a as a well legally we would have left the european yeah, union because we've left we've left membership of the state the treaties would see would cease to apply to us because we've left the european yeah. union a description of what EFTA is and the examples of countries that are in EFTA were used as examples of how we could be yeah. in future in 2016. And I'm, and I'm trying not to go into it, into that any more than that. It might be enough if we, although I'm sure the EFTA countries wouldn't really like it, if we leave the EU but, remain, but become part of EFTA and the single market and the customs union, Article 50 doesn't apply. So therefore you could leave that at some future point if you wanted to. Mm. So if you like, it's kind of backing out slowly without jumping so i'll leave on the 31st options i think we've 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 our two most probable is the no deal or EFTA. we reckon uh yeah from how we how we've graded yeah. it so that's the that's the kind of that's the flavors of leave so final question in this section mm -hmm. is definite possible probable impossible do you think we're leaving on the 31st of october so as a summary for the yeah. do we leave, I think it's possible. Mm, I, I, interesting. You think it's possible. Mm -hmm. I actually think it's improbable. Wow. On that bombshell. Yeah. Another cup of tea and round two. So, we have beverages. We no, have, no beer this time. No, no. Although it wasn't as... It wasn't as well, your editing skills are marvellous because the previous episode wasn't as shambolic as I remembered it. So it's um... well, no, I edited out the last hour of it. So yeah, to be fair, that, that goes into the dark. When you were on your sixth beer, I did not have six beers. I had four, possibly five. <laughs> hmm. That goes into the Pompey Politics Darkives. Okay, Darkives. Okay, I like that. Okay, so what other flavours in by which or the mechanisms by which we won't leave on October the thirty first? Yep. Okay, so I guess the the um, the easiest one to call out there would and so some of these will in will intertwine with each other yep. to a degree, but basically, so the number one there would be Article fifty is extended, which has to happen otherwise we leave by default, or Article fifty is revoked. Okay, so we've got that as the as the next. Things. So, what are your what are your thoughts about Article Fifty being extended? I think it because I think leaving is improbable. I think it is probable. It, it's that element of it, it sits between probable and definite. You know, if we don't leave, it's definite because I think the likelihood of Article Fifty just being straight revoked with the Parliament we have now is impossible. I've 
got it as possible. Um, Article 50 being extended. Basically, Boris Johnson's friends that have that have got him into got him into power will be will be basically coming for him politically, wouldn't they? So unless Parliament prepares prepare for a referendum or hold a general election to change the maths in Parliament, kind of causes questions as to what the point is of actually extending. However, again, kind of speaking to what I was saying about um, how EFTA plus Customs Union plus Single Market might be a political fudge. Perhaps rolling extensions end up also being a being a potential political fudge in the sense of no one has, no one is brave enough to take the option to hold a referendum or to hold a general election or to revoke outright, and yep. you just end up with the can kicking. So, um, so I, I think it's sorry to cut in there, but I think it's an and. Okay. So I think you have to extend Article Fifty, and have a general election. So my and or have a people's vote. So that would be what we would want to happen in order to basically break the deadlock. So yep. the thing that I think that the thing that we're both united on is that basically the deadlock of, of things kind of dragging on. Um, the country deserves some answer. I, I just want a clear, executable instruction given yep. to Parliament or to the government of the day to actually go do that thing and for that to be executed competently. Endless extensions might. Uh, be where we end up if hist if the history from like March 29th is anything to go by we end up with kind of these well we extended it once then we extended it again and the EU has already said if you want another extension just let us know yeah so I think that is their way of trying to avoid no deal yeah. because they can't bridge the reasons why they can't basically give us a different deal based yep. on our red lines so their only option is to basically continue doing extensions, even though they don't want to do that because it's actually quite disruptive to them. With a cat that spent three years yowing at the door, um, we've now the EU have now opened the door and we're now sat on the mat as the cat looking at the rain saying, well, we don't like why it looks shit outside, but that's your fault, but we can't decide whether to go out or not. You've looked back again. And you stole that. I did. Yes, the EU could grant an extension. Um, and as you've said, I think they're quite amenable to the extension, although it's not the best option for them. It is the least awful option for them. Yep. But the PM has to request it of the EU27. Yes. And to be fair, that request, that instruction to go and request to come from Parliament. But does Parliament have a mechanism by which to force the PM to reach that conclusion? I don't believe with the way in which he has set his stall out, that from an integrity standpoint, he can go past October the 31st and remain Prime Minister. I, I, I don't think he can do it. I think Theresa May, uh, you know, and again, I'm now going to look back, her, we're going to leave on March the 29th, a hundred and something times, no, we didn't. I, I think there is an element of, people might believe he's there already, I think he would be a, a, a complete lampoon if he fails to deliver. So I think if there is an extension, you know, I... I I think he's he's got to fall on his sword. Uh, whether he would whether he would decide to fall on his sword or I th I agree that I think he's done for if he doesn't if we don't leave on October thirty first. Yep. Whether that's his friends that basically decide to turn on turn on him in the way, in the way that they did turn on Theresa May. To be fair, in the in the same way that Europe has been the failure point for successive Conservative yep. um, leaders and prime ministers over, over the last four decades. The interesting thing to bear in mind is the EU have no power to force us to either have a referendum or a general election if they grant us another extension. Correct. So they can keep asking us to not waste the time, yep. to make use of the time effectively, but they ha they can't actually make us do that. 
Nope. I think that's where we're actually both trapped in, us and the EU are both trapped in a situation of, they probably don't want to push the button of saying, no, we're not going to give any more extensions because that, that at this point looks like it's inevitable but that would lead to a no deal. Yes. But they don't have any means, but they can't kick us out because the EU treaties actually prevent you doing that. You, you can't actually force another member to leave. But unless we change the maths in Parliament, yep. so have a general election, or we prepare for a referendum in order to have a clear decision from the public as to what they want to happen now, yep. we'd still be in the same situation at the end of that extension. Correct. So can kicking ad infinitum. Yeah, and, and that's why I think the that's why I think we have to look at that extension through the lens of the extension has to be with an end. Well which is that there's an extension and a general election. We want that and probably the rest of the country wants that, that there isn't the will in Parliament to change where we would be at the end of the next extension. No, because I think there is at the moment the government of the day is having one last go to get us out on October the 31st. So you think that's a kind of a decision point for them? Yeah, I, I absolutely. I, I, I am certain in my mind that if we cannot leave by October the 31st, there will be a, gen, there will be a general election and Boris Johnson will not lead the party into that election. We've got the stuff about GEs coming up, yep. so, so, we, so we, we, we might be spoiling our no, own. So final, final piece that I think, so I, I said not a chance with the current, parks, current parliament of revoking 50. Where did you get to? I've got that as improbable. Yeah. I, I agree with what you were saying is there isn't a majority view for anything. Yep. Uh, and that might actually force parliament to coalesce between the binary option of we either... Um, allow in inverted commas no deal to proceed or we revoke and i think faced with that choice people would leap leap kind of is it, you know people would leap kind of one away what is a shame with how all of those different flavors of brexit that we talked in the first segment about yeah um is that how those discussions have been how those um debates have been had in parliament were about what's the thing that i most want yep. instead of what are the things instead of ordering in preference in order to basically use a process that drives a consensus opinion, so it drives us to a situation of this is a thing that isn't their first option, but is actually something that the vast majority of people can get behind and can live with. Because yeah. that's that's effectively what what, what what we need for from Parliament and actually from the country is something that we can we can live with and move forward. Absolutely. And I, I the thing I the thing that I find fascinating and terrifying as I've looked more and more into this sort of parliamentary process is when they had those series of indicative votes. So there are only five items on the menu. You've got to choose one. Yeah. And it's, did you want the scampi? No. How about the gammon egg and chips? No. How about the steak pie? No. Vegetarian option? No. Yeah. Oh. I wanted a roast dinner. Shall but, I, shall but I, this is an Italian restaurant. Yeah. So. <laughs> shall, I, shall I go back to the top of the list again? No. Yeah, and 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 that's why we're in that situation. Is it's ironically, it's it's that trying to make something actually quite complex into a binary decision. Yep. Uh, in Parliament, and that that's kind of um, so. So one of the other. So my, my final uh, comment about revoking revoking Article Fifty. Personally, I wouldn't be comfortable with with us doing it without going back to the people. I think that would be a really hard sell from Parliament to make to the people. Yep. However you arrive at revoking, whether that's with a people's vote, and we'll come to that in a second, yep. or whether that's actually an outright decision from Parliament, or just Boris wakes up one day and says, let's revoke. 
if a revoking of Article 50 letter was sent to the EU, yep. we retain our membership of the European Union. Yeah, and then I woke up and it was all a bad dream. I'm like that bloke, it'd be like that bloke from Dallas. What, um, when Bobby, uh, Ewing. Bobby Ewing came out of the shower? Yeah. If we, re- if we revoked, yep. there would be nothing to stop the UK rescinding their Article 50 yep. letter um, and coming back to reissue a new Article 50 letter at some point in the future when they have a plan or the votes to be able to deliver that. So revoking doesn't mean we can't ever leave. And I think that's a point that Remainers should be should be considering because even if all of the miracles fall into line and we end up in a situation where Article 50 is revoked, I think it would be a disservice to the country for Remainers, so people like me, to, to say to uh, people that voted leave um, that that conversation should stop. I think it's important that that conversation continues, but at least revoking Article 50 takes that conversation back to the country in the sense of it moves it out of government, means government can get on with what it needs to do, and then we can come back to it if we're at a point where we feel that we can we can do something with it because it's it's obsessed the, yep. the, the, the government um, and stopped everything else. So remaining now doesn't mean remain forever. Leaving now, for whatever form, means that if we choose to go back at some point in the future, we don't get the same deal that we've got. If we revoke, we keep the deal that we've got. Yeah, no, no, and I, I, I understand, I understand that the, the, the position on that, and uh, and um, yes, I think we can agree that it is, just straight off the bat, very unlikely, isn't it? So yeah, I, I, I can't see, I, I can see that there might be situations where um, the government of the day may just outright revoke. I think that because the power to send the, the article fifty to rescind the article fifty letter remains with the prime minister. It does, but there is the, the, under the things that you can do legally and the things that you you just never get away with. I think that falls into that category. Right in the interest of time, general yeah. election. Um, we missed one out. What did we miss out? Uh, people's vote. Can we do people's vote after general election? Okay, if you like. So general election. So general election before October thirty first. Not happening. Not time. No, impossible. So what about a general election that occurs after October 31st, but before Christmas? Yep. If we have left, no. Impossible, won't happen. If, if we, we have left. If we have left. So if we've left on October the 31st, next general election, 2022. Okay, and um, um, what about if we haven't? Definite. Absolutely, certainly, definitely, absolutely, 100% cast iron would bet my left nadger against an acre of Swedes that that will happen. So that so that's interesting. Um, I would have thought that from a conservative analysis, it would be the other way around. Because probably the risky thing to the conservative majority as it exists at the moment would be actually going back to the public without having delivered Brexit. Well... And here's how I play my cards. So congratulations, by the way, to your unruly mob and their victory in the Brecon by-election. Once again, I'm not convinced that John MacDonald isn't the Conservative strategist by choosing the lad who had been caught with his hand in the cookie jar as our candidate. So, um, But no, well done to you chaps, you won it. And here's how I think that shows us the picture of why the Conservatives would go to the country is because if it was me, and I'm now Chief Strategist, 
and you're not going to like this. I will be dicing the country up with the Brexit party. You can have that one. We'll have that one. And I think there is an element of you've got a situation where if you look at a general election and we haven't left, the Lib Dems will say, we want to remain. Let's put this to bed. Really clear. Writing's on the tin. The Brexit party are, we will drive through, we will deliver you the arrangements that the Conservatives couldn't. We'll still be pushing the exit, but we need your, we, we couldn't do it because the, the rest of the parties refuse to come to the table. They, they have thwarted your vote, vote for us. And I think that if the, the TBP target those Labour heartlands, I think they could have a field day. And I genuinely believe that we could end up with a Conservative TBP majority that could could and would then push through a no deal. So you've got two answers for the same question. <laughs> they, 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 well, no, I think I've given one answer. I've said that if it is after the 31st of October, yeah. there will definitely be a general election. And if we, Yes, I have given two answers. If we've left, no, that would be fine. If we haven't left, definitely there will be a general election. So I've put this as probable. Yep. Um, I think from a strategy point of view, I, I can see where the attraction is of, of, of what you're saying. But I, yeah, you're right. I would, I would find it really concerning that the Conservative and Unionist Party decide to get into bed in whatever way, shape or form with, with a party that doesn't actually have um, democratic processes and doesn't have members and doesn't have an ability to get rid of its leader. I think that would be a real... Uh, a real a real failure on their point to actually um, defend democracy. But, um, if, if you, but if you look at it through the... Join me and look at it through an abstract lens, which is I, if I set you the challenge of, of absolutely delivering the exit from the EU... I understand, but you've made your point. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just asking you, how, how else could you do it? So... I have real concerns with either of the extremes, whether that be Remain or whether that be Leave, of the people in the country that are shouting for either Leave or Remain at any cost. Yep. I'm concerned that in the imprisoned in between them is the rest of the country that for one's, one way or the other, there are the people in the middle that aren't really bothered either way or the people that kind of lean one particular way yep. or the other are nonetheless uh, paralysed and Parliament's paralysed by the intransigence of people on the extreme that are willing to throw the union, our union, under the under the bus, um, in order to in order to deliver the referendum from two thousand sixteen. Yeah. If we end up with a no deal, that increases the likelihood of a second Scottish referendum and Scotland leaving the United Kingdom, and it increases the chances um, the reunification of Ireland. So it, it I, I would be deeply concerned that that causes the breakup of the United and, Kingdom. And I absolutely understand that position, and I I. I I recognise those as both potential risks. For me, it is simply a means to an end. Yeah, and, and, that, and, and that is and that, and the Brexit party wins some seats. They we deliver Brexit, and in the same style as UKIP, after the vote, they sink without trace. You hope. What has the Brexit party, the Brexit party, got to stand on after Brexit's delivered? But if they're in, if they've got, but if they've got, but if they've got power. 
Yeah, but they've only got power. They've only got power to the next election, haven't they? And the, and that's the that's the difference. Is but, we, that, but nonetheless, putting into power yeah. for a for even for a time limited period that you have no way of actually shortening, putting into power people who you are literally giving their blank check to is very dangerous for our democracy. Coalition, though, isn't it? No, that's not the coalition because lots but of people will, voted for them. It will. It will and, be a, but and, it will, you don't do. You, Neither of us believe that UKIP would win an out... Not UKIP, the Brexit Party, would win an outright majority. No, but putting them in a situation and where a supposedly respectable yep. and stable, supposedly, yep. um, despite all recent evidence to the contrary, party like the Conservative and Unionist Party that championed democracy, that championed the union, yep. for them to invite to the table the sorts of people that espouse... The sorts of things that people in the Brexit party that don't have the checks and balances yeah. of being able to remove the leader of that their own party, they don't actually have members. Um, that actually, for all, all intents and purposes, seems to be a pyramid selling scheme that you wouldn't buy a dodgy flat in the Costa del Sol off of. I think we get. I, I get all of these things. I, I, it's a really dangerous thing to I, let them any, anywhere I, near government. I but I still haven't got to answer this question. I know. Yes, so my answer, uh, so general election after October 31st, but before Christmas. So yes. my answer to that one was that it was probable. Yep. Um, I don't, I think it's unlikely that the PM would go to back to the country before Brexit is delivered. Yep. Unless he concludes that the risk, excuse me, the risk of losing that general election is really, really low. At the moment, they're in a bit of a honeymoon period. They've got the Boris bounce at the minute. How, th how time goes on, well, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. So in order, in order for Boris to uh, basically want to go back to the country before October 31st, he'd need to be able to conclude either that he reckons he would win the general election or things are so awful that he actually doesn't mind losing in order, to, in order to hand the poison chalice over. Well, my only question there, and I'm used on this, having looked at the leave options, if let's, let's wave a magic wand. The Conservatives now have an outright majority of 50 in Parliament. They're still not going to get... The TMEU deal through. Well, no, but they'd still disagree with each other about what is the pure form of Brexit, which is why. Just we'll come to we'll come to the we'll come to the PV. Well, so to finish my answer yep. about general election, sorry, I'm trying yep. to desperately draw it back in. So, so the PM could, um, in effect, actually call um, call for basically Parliament to dissolve and go to the country, which would would mean that Parliament is dissolved at the 31st of October, which might be a way of, rather than proroguing Parliament. So if he did that, he could pretty effectively, word, words to the effect of, stand before Parliament and say, come on, Jeremy, you've been going on about wanting a general election. You haven't asked for a motion of no confidence. Come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. I think if there was actually a fist fight. Well, I, d I don't mean to actually kind of glorify violence. I'm just kind of no, he, him calling out that, that yep. basically. Yep. Look, you keep talking about it. I'm actually going to do a thing. Yep. Um, so he could he'd do that, or JC could raise a motion of no confidence uh, for a similar time, for a similar sort of time scale, but slightly earlier to allow for the fourteen day period in which um, someone has to try, try to try to um, maintain the confidence of the house after the uh, after the governing party have failed to maintain the confidence of the house. And even if Brexit does actually occur, that might work to his advantage because he could then hope to win an election and govern and basically spend the next five to ten years talking about, well, we picked up a wrecked country after a, boxed, a botched Tory Brexit and, and I'm just here to clean up the pieces, comrade. That's the general election kind of things. The next option, that we, the next kind of thing that we, we had identified as a list, so I've, we've still kind of put a pin in people's vote, but the next one would be to leave with, with Labour's jobs first Brexit. 
Yeah, for that one to happen. So there's got to be an extension. There's got to be a general election. The Labour, Labour win. The Labour win and get a majority. And then they've got to go back to the EU, put together their Labour's plan, and then bring that back. And I think their policy at the moment is that if they haven't, if they can't do another deal with Europe, they're going to go for a people's vote and back Remain. But if they get another deal, they're going to go to the people and back Leave with their deal. Is that how I understand it? Yeah, so they've said that if they can't get a deal of their own, they would campaign for to put whatever the government of the day is proposing to happen off of the Brexit yep. versus Remain. They would campaign to Remain in yep. that situation. However, if they had an what they've said is if they had an opportunity to negotiate their own deal, they have now I think finally come to a position where they would still then put that back to the people. They did. They did. Yep. They kind of moved in this in stages, um, screaming and kicking, because they weren't originally going to put that back to the people. So what I think they're saying this week is that they would put that back to the people, but they aren't saying whether they would campaign to support their own deal or whether they would campaign against it. My word. Um, and they won't say whether, if there was a general election, whether they would say in their manifesto that they would want they would want to remain or whether they would want to still try and deliver their jobs first Brexit. So, and you're right. In order to in order for that to happen, Labour would have to win an election with either an outright majority or enough support from the rest of the the rest of the non-conservative party, um, which I guess is possible. If they could convince the SNP and the Liberal Democrats that they would say, "Okay, look, we'll we'll negotiate a deal, but we'll put it back to the people," maybe. Um, but the interesting the interesting thing for me was how their jobs first Brexit is described is effectively EFTA plus customs union plus single market, but calling it something different in order to not say that they're in the customs union yeah. and single market. Now, if they wanted to go for an off the shelf option like EFTA plus yeah. customs union plus single market, that that could be done. Again, it's difficult to kind of see what's probable and possible. However, all of them require them to have more time they don't have and to have um, a majority they don't have and to have win an election which they haven't called. Yeah, yeah. So that one's sort of... That, that's so many ifs and ands and pots and pans. So you classified that as a... As a cluster. I, I don't know what that is. Really. I, I've classified it as impossible. I've marked you down as impossible. Yeah, no, I think we'll call it that. Okay, let's call it impossible. So let's come back to the one we stuck a pin in, oh, metaphorically speaking. People's vote. Which was want, the people's vote. Do you want to go first? <laughs> okay. And I'll shut up. <laughs> okay, so I've put that as probable because just basically looking at all of the other options, it's not the prettiest thing and it's not what everybody wants, what there's a majority to support in Parliament. But I think we might arrive at a point that it is, in the end, the least awful of all the alternatives of either deciding to remain without going back to the people or deciding to leave without a deal, without clarification from the people that that is definitely what they want to happen and without it being possible to secure any form of other deal. The PM may calculate that a general election is too risky to change the maths in the House of Commons. So the only way he could secure any form of Brexit would be to get a fresh instruction from the people to say this is this is what we want to happen now. He he I, I guess supposedly in that situation could make the case of Parliament is frust has frustrated me. I've tried to deliver. I need you to tell them now. Tell them loud what you want to happen so that I can then go do that. And that might be where he finds himself arriving at. In order to deliver it though, because it takes about six months to do all the legal necessities to to deliver a referendum. 
we would need to have an extension. Yes. Over to you. I did it. <laughs> oh no, well done. Thank you. <laughs> oh, the people's vote. Oh, it sickens me, this idea. I just... Uh, oh, God. Um, I think it's possible. Uh, I think in everything that we've discussed, I think it's actually the least, the option that I like least, because I genuinely believe it just to be a Remainer-backed fudge in democracy clothing. I, I, I don't like it at all, because there's an element of, do you want the easy answer or the five-dimensional complex answer? Oh, God, I'll just take the easy one. I'm sick of it. So I think it is an instrument purely designed to deliver Remain. And the reason why I've only got it as possible is because I think... I can't see how it would come into play, uh, apart from the, the way you've outlined it, if we didn't leave. So if we don't leave, I, I can't see how Boris Johnson stays. I, no. I know he could stand and say, well, par Parliament's frustrated me, we're going to have a referendum now, enjoy the next six months. I, I can't, I, I don't believe that passes the red face test. No, and without a change in, in uh, the maths in Parliament, his successor, whoever that would be, yeah, whatever yeah, flavour yeah. they are, yeah, it doesn't matter. Faces the faces the same mass. No, no, never, never going to do, never going to get anything through with the parliament we've got. Mm -hmm. So my my wonder as to why I think the people's vote wouldn't happen is that I almost think that the general election is acting as a proxy referendum on Brexit. If the Labour Party bring clarity on where they stand, and I would say. I welcome your views on this. I think they're now stood more in the Remain camp than they have been. Yeah, they 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 are moving, but then I don't think they're there yet. They're not. They're not. They're not nowhere near as clear as you guys are. So I think that gives that gives a very clear option to the electorate, which is is leave or remain. Now the the worry for me in anything any of those kind of votes, even if there was a second referendum, is what happens if it's another 51-49 and that's the piece that's the piece where it just I kind of look at it and think oh it's, I just want it to go away now and that's that's partly why I've I've kind of you know my my, my fingers crossed what do I hope for I, I don't care how we leave on October the 31st and happens afterwards so it's it's a it's a strange place to be in um, but in terms of the people's vote it's possible but I really really don't hope hope we don't go there because I think for for most Brexiteers which I guess I consider myself to be one now I, I think it is a there is no way I believe you can ask the question fairly I just I just think that aside and again I'm trying I'm trying not to kind of rehash all the kind of stuff yep. about uh, about how the last referendum was was run, uh, and regardless of how people voted in twenty sixteen and how they would want to vote now if they had an option to do so, personally, I I believe we 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 are better we would be better off actually inside the European Union. However, regardless of what what happens to the, what we do as a country, I see the people's vote as we spent three years trying to do this thing with zero level of success. Uh, and zero, pretty much zero agreement from wherever you look at it. You yeah. know, 
Disagreement between leaders yep. about how to, how to leave. Disagreement from uh, from Remainers about, about how it was delivered and, and the, the competency of the government trying to deliver the, deliver the, deliver that instruction from the British people. And I just think we've had this three years to explore this thing and to and to understand it. If we don't do something really clear and decisive, we're going to have God knows how many other years of arguments uh, and splitting of families and of the country to try and find an answer while Parliament struggles to struggles to deliver that instruction. Yep. Um, and Parliament can't agree precisely because Parliament's doing its job. Parliament is actually reflecting how the country feels. It is split and can't agree on can't agree on a way forward. So in that respect, constitutionally it is it is doing what it should do. And I just think in those sorts of circumstances, the only way to resolve that impasse and the only way to do that is to give it back to the to the sovereign decision to the people. And we, we we've had conversations before about how you how you could Frame that question yep. so that it isn't just a binary situation, so that you have a clear understanding about what people want, but that you order them preferentially, so that the process itself drives a consensus I, I, of what most people can put. But it at least I, gives I, a clear, definitive, executable instruction back to whoever the hell the government is of the day, so that it can be executed competently. Whatever that answer is, yeah. I would want that to happen because I just want like you. I am just. Just there are so many other things that we need to deal with yep. in our country, and we, this has absorbed us for too long. And if it's that important, and it is really important, and it's that bigger question, I think it's it's appropriate to ask the British people, what what do you want us to do now? And whatever that decision means, and, and I think this this is kind of one of the key things that I thought was was powerful about uh, that, that's, that's come from, um, the likes of Joe Swinson and, and Ed Davey was, was about trying to find a way to construct that second referendum so that whatever the answer is, it doesn't need to go back to parliament for ratification. It is immediately implemented by the, by the government of the day. That, and that I get, I think the problem, the problem I've had all along with the second referendum is that for me, the first referendum asked two very clear questions asked one clear question with two answers it was a binary choice now what we've learned is that the second of those choices wasn't a binary choice so i want to leave the eu wasn't an answer we've explored it was many answers mm -hmm. and the the impact of enacting one of the versions of those answers has a different outcome yeah and most of them most of the outcomes are speculative in terms of this is what it'll mean for the country after we've left in x y or z the truth is no one knows what will happen for sure in the no. future there are there are few yeah. certainties but you have some in inclination of what is likely so and th th this is why i think there is an element it's why i'm i'm dead set against the second referendum is because i think for clarity which i think we'd agree on you have to have do you want a or b1 b2 b3 b4 b5 now there is an element of any kind of preferential or transferable vote system and again, it's why I don't like it. I don't think it's a fair question because there's an element of what you're asking the country is, do you want this easy option, brackets, wink, can make that go away, it all go away tomorrow, or do you want to understand these five complex options 
and then put them in an order of preference. I, and it, that's not me belittling the British people, but I think one doesn't take a lot of research and work and thinking and B1 through B5. And let's face it, we're interested enough to have done our research and whilst we're all right, I wouldn't say we understand all the nuances of each of the five different options. So that's why I think it's a, it's a tough deal. We discover the nuance and the layers to, to something that isn't, isn't a binary situation. The alternatives are... So for our Christmas dot, dot, dot. <laughs> so for our Christmas special, we've got to now say what do we think? Where what position do you think we'll be in at Christmas? I reckon by Christmas we will still be in the EU, and we won't have Boris Johnson as Prime Minister. I think what we would end up with is some form of government of unity, some form of national unity government. People haven't voted on party lines about Brexit. Yep. Um, and I don't and I think that would continue. We'll end up exhausting all other options to to funnel ourselves down to a point of Her Majesty the Queen storming down the mall uh, and locking all of the MPs in the House of Commons without access to food, water or toiletries. Yep. And until they sort it out. Yep. <laughs> but, um, how else are we going to do it? Well, I can tell you how because I've got my I've got a binary Christmas prediction for you. Okay. No Christmas. No, we will have a Christmas, and it'll be we will have left the EU with a Conservative Brexit Party coalition running the country, or we will have we will be in the EU with Article Fifty revoked, with a Labour Lib Dem coalition running the country. See, hang on a minute, that's not fair. Why do you get two com two conflicting answers to the same question and I, I've given I, you an honest answer? I, and on that bombshell, <laughs> I've been Ian Tiny Morris. And I've been Simon Sandsbury. And you've been listening to the Pompey Politics Podcast. Blue and yellow till we die. Things in Parliament are taking a bit of a break. Annie and I are going to do the same. Uh, Parliament comes back on September the 3rd and who knows what will happen then have a great time thanks for listening and don't forget please do follow share like uh, and review our podcast wherever you get your podcasts you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts Spotify SoundCloud TuneIn and you can even request to listen to us on your Alexa device please your reviews are literally what we feed on we print them off and eat them you can reach us on pompeypoliticspodcast at gmail.com or our Facebook group is Pompey Politics Podcast. We've been the Pompey Politics Podcast. See you in September. Marvellous. See, we've done that. We haven't killed each other. We haven't lasted. It hasn't lasted three hours. It's still going to be a bit of a marathon, isn't it? Yeah. Not so bad. Yeah, that's what we pay you for. You don't pay me. No, I know. <laughs>